Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. I'm struggling with today's message. Um, And so this is a struggle your pastor is having, um, not that you're having. So you guys get to do the journey with me today. Today, I wanted to speak on generosity. Um, And I I love speaking on generosity. I know a lot of you out there, you're generous and you, you do really well with that. And I would love to talk about generosity because if I was going to talk about generosity, what I would say is that we're called to be generous with not just our money, but with our time and our talents, right? Um, To build God's kingdom and not just your castles. And if I was gonna talk about generosity, what I would also say is that money was never meant to make you feel good, it was intended for you to do good, right? According to 1 Timothy chapter six, Paul instructs Timothy to tell the Christians to use their money to do good, not to make them feel good or make them feel successful. So you and I, we should be the most generous people there are in the whole world about building his kingdom. And I would love to preach that message because I love preaching about generosity. And if I was gonna preach that, that's something that I would say. But today, I get to preach on a topic that's dumb. I don't know why we have to talk about it. because I'm awful at it, and most of you in this place, you're bad at it too. Today, we're in a series called This Christmas, and I wanna talk to you about this Christmas, I will rest. This Christmas, I will rest. And let me put a disclaimer on this message. If you struggle with laziness, this is not the message for you. Um, I'm just, some of you are like, I got this. No, no, there's a difference between lazy and rest, right? And you need to go check out like last week's message on shame or something else. But um, today I want to talk to you about this Christmas, I will rest. And I want to speak to you on hula hoops and wedding invitations, hula hoops and wedding invitations. Um, I, I gotta be honest, I love to be a person on the go. I love to be a person that is doing, not just sitting. Um, if we're sitting, we're wasting time, right? I, if I'm on vacation, I like to go and do things. Anytime we go on vacation, my wife Casey asks me, she says, hey, do we have to wake up early every morning? And I'm like, yeah, um, are you kidding? Because if we're skiing, the best skis before everybody gets out there. If we're surfing, the best waves are in the morning, like there's an adventure out there. We didn't go on vacation to sleep. What's this? Dumb. Um, and the rest of my family's like, this is not fun at all. Um, and I'm like, this is great, right? Because I'm the guy that I don't want to just go look at the ocean and look at waves when you can surf the waves, right? That's way better. I don't want to just go and look at mountains when you can climb them or ski them or be on an ATV going up on them. Like that's my kind a vacation, and the simple truth is, I love doing, I love working, I love what I do, I love being a pastor, um, especially when everything's going good. Can I tell you, Foundation Church, man, there are great things happening at this church. We are growing, you guys are generous, it's fun, and as a result, it's really hard for me to stop and to rest. I struggle with this so much, and some of you, you're there with me, you struggle to stop 
and to rest. And we are busy in life, and life gets busy, and life gets hectic, and now we have a hectic life that meets the Christmas season, and it's real, like it's on steroids and speed now, right? Because now you've got all the family coming in, and you've got the family gatherings that is adding to the craziness. How many of you know there is a, 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 like a term limit to how long families should spend the night? Amen. If not, see me after service and I'll explain it for your family. Um, You've got job and work parties and things to get done at work because the end of the year is happening and it's great and it's been a good year and the beginning of the year is coming and you gotta get ready for the beginning of the year. For all the students, you have finals, all our high schoolers and mid-hires. I was talking to some mid-hires today and some high schoolers and they're like, yeah, I got exempt from my finals. And I'm like, how'd you do that? And they're like, that's what happens when you have A's. And I'm like, oh, that never happened. Um, So... (laughs) Like, I didn't know this world. What world do you speak of? Um, And then there's the schools, just kids' programs, the kids' sports, all the things that you're trying to keep up and do. And then there's the expectations. The expectations that other people have of you, and even bigger than that, the expectations you have of yourself. Right? And, And you are probably the one keeping you busy. You are the one keeping your family busy. And what I have noticed is this, is when I'm not really good at resting, it really makes it difficult for my family to rest. Because they feel pressured to to do, and to keep going, and to do stuff. And here it is, when I'm not doing, if I'm just sitting and I'm being still, can I tell you, I struggle and I feel absolutely Lazy, and some of us would say this today, and this is your pushback, and you're already you're already managing and building your defense. Well, Justin, I just can't stop. Justin, I just can't stop. Justin, I can't stop. Can I tell you, stop for just a second? You're not that important today. It's true. Well, you don't do what I do. You're right. You don't do what I do. Can I tell you, Foundation Church is a lot bigger than Justin Graves. Your job is a lot bigger than just you. And we say we can't do things. There's very limited things that most of us can't actually do. Um, I I asked my kids, what can't you do? One of them says, I can't whistle. Um, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. We're gonna need to work on that, right? Um, Some of you, maybe you can't whistle. Some, one of my kids can't snap. It's that simple, right? I'm like, you can't do this? They're like, just show off. Um, um, I will show you something I can't do is this right here. (laughs) Dumbest toy ever invented, right? You want to prove it? Here, here. I'll spin this thing as fast as I can. There's nothing. There's nothing. Oh, that's it. That's that's, That's probably the longest I've ever gone. And... With moves like this, you would think, you would think that hula hoop ain't got no chance, right? When it was PE day, I just did this with the hula hoop, right? Like, come back, come back, come back. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's what I did. And I was just a kid because I'm like, this is dumb. Who wants to do PE now? We got hula hoops. Might as well break the parachute out, right? And there are certain things we can't do. But when it comes to rest, here's what I want us to know, and it's our first point. It's not that we can't rest, it's that we aren't willing to rest. It's not that we can't, it's that we aren't 
willing. And here's the simple truth. Resting is something we can all do, right? But it's something we struggle to do because we say, but if I rest, Justin, then. If I rest, then what's gonna happen at work? If I rest, then my family's gonna fall apart. Right, if I rest, then, then what's gonna happen to my teenager? Who's gonna be watching them? And I'm, I'm watching them like a hawk and, and what's gonna happen at work and what's gonna happen to our finances? And I can't rest and I can't take a breath and I can't just exhale and take a moment to myself because I've got too many things up in the air right now. I got too many things that if I drop them and if I don't make sure everybody's okay and everything's okay, something's gonna get dropped and something's gonna break and you're sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm with you today. He's going, man, I don't have time to rest. And it's not that you can't, it's that that you won't. And the simple truth is for every mom, especially in here, you feel this. And as a result, you're maxed out. As a result, you're tired, you're weary, you're worn out. And here's what happens. When we get worn out, we get emotional. One thing I've learned about myself is don't talk when I'm tired. When I'm tired, I become stupid. I go to the extremes. Casey doesn't even love me. What happened? Nothing. <laughs> Just tired. We get emotional when we get tired. When we get weary, we get tired and we make foolish decisions and we say foolish things because we are worn out and we're tired. And some of you today, some of you watching online, you're tired, you're weary, you're worn out. And here's what the Bible says. Psalms 127, verse one through two. One of my friends gave me this verse because I was telling him, I was like, man, I just, I struggle stopping. He's like, oh. Well, you, you, how, when's the last time you went and played golf? I, I don't play very much golf because I feel guilty. He's like, well, that's dumb. I'm like, well, cool. Like, that's how I feel. He's like, have you ever read Psalms 127, verse one through two? I'm like, no. I'm talking to you as my friend. I don't need the Bible right now, right? Like, who does that? <laughs> Idiot. And so... He says, well, well, let me read this to you. I'm like, I can read, no, I wanna read it to you. And he goes, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard. Everybody say useless. It's useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night. Anxiously working for food to eat for God gives rest to his loved ones. God gives rest to you, not as a punishment, but because he loves you. He, he wants you to rest because he knows the better you get at resting, the better you function in him. And some of us, the simple truth is, and this is where I'm, I just don't want to. Some, that's you, you just like, well, I don't want to rest. I don't want to be still. I want to go, 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 go. Can I tell you, in the Bible, resting is a commandment. Taking a Sabbath and keeping it holy, remember that? That's a day of rest. And some of you, you're breaking the 10 commandments. You're like, well, I'm more of a New Testament guy. I'm more of a Bible guy, right? And it, it's about you taking the Sabbath. So, so here, here it is. Our second point is this. 
Accept the invitation. Accept the invitation to rest. To everybody that's ever sent me a wedding announcement and an RSVP to a wedding reception, I want to apologize to you because I am the world's worst at RSVPing. I am horrible. And, it's, and I feel bad for the parents of the bride because that's really who needs to know because what they're doing, the RSVP isn't because they're so excited about if you're coming or not. They need to know if they need to pay for you to eat or not. That's, what, that's, what, that's where the rubber meets the road. And I'm like, oh man. They're like, hey, uh, pastor, thanks for doing the wedding, but are you gonna stay at the reception? I'm like, oh yeah. Um, and, and here's the deal. If I check yes and I bring me and my plus one, which is my wife, and somebody got mad because I said plus one last service, left service. Um, I'm like, I can't believe he didn't say his wife. Plus one, plus one, plus one. Go read the sermon on offense because I'm coming at you. Plus one. Anyways. <laughs> little, little flesh in there. Um, I'm tired. Don't mess with me. Anyways. <laughs> If I check, yes, we're coming. Here's, what, here's the benefit. I get to go to a party. I get to dance like those moves you just saw earlier with the hula hoop. I get free food, and usually it's pretty good. I get free cake. I get free punch. I get iced tea, right? Like, there's so much. I get to laugh with people, cut up with people. But you know what? Most of the time, I decline because I don't have time. Because most weddings are on a Saturday night. So Sunday's coming. I'm like, I, I can't stay. And so here's what happens. I miss out on free food, which is never okay. <laughs> I miss out on having fun. I miss out on cake. What am I doing, right? And it's just not me that misses out. My wife misses out. My crew misses out, right? And, and the simple truth is when we don't accept the invitation that Christ and God has extended us to rest, it's not just you that's missing out, it's everybody connected to you. And here's the invitation, and it's found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. It says, then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. How many of you remember like the two oxens and there's this weird thing across the neck of both those oxen? That's what a yoke is. And Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. And here's the invitation that Jesus is offering to you that you and I have to learn to accept. The first part is this. He says, come to me. That means to draw near, to draw closer to. And you can't find rest outside the presence of Christ. Right? Some of us are like, well, I'm going to take that vacation. Can I tell you, that's not going to fix it. Well, well I'm going I'm to take a day off. That, that's great. And everybody needs a day off. But if all you're doing is taking a vacation and taking a day off, but you're not getting into the presence of Jesus Christ, you're missing what the invitation's all about. And Jesus is saying this, if you're gonna find rest for your worn out soul, 
If you're gonna find rest, you that are maxed out and you're crumbling on the inside and you don't know how much longer you can keep it together, here's what Jesus' invitation is to you. It isn't come and do more. It isn't come and live by more rules. It isn't come and give more to the church. It isn't come and do this and do that. He simply says this to you that is so busy and you say you can't take a break. Come to me, all you who are weary. Don't pretend you got it together. Stop saying you're big. Come to me, all you who are weary and worn out, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you, because it's easy. And it's like learn a better way to live. And this word rest comes from a Greek word called sabbat. It's where we get the word Sabbath from, and it means to cease, to cease, to cease what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. And I hate that word. Come and learn to stop. Come and learn to cease all you're doing and just learn to stay in my presence because a lot of us were really great at being Martha but not so good at being Mary. I love to do for the Lord. Right, and, and if I'm not careful, I will catch myself in a life of just doing for the Lord instead of learning to just be with the Lord and be in his presence. Because here's the problem. If I forget to be with the Lord, eventually I'm gonna forget why I was doing for the Lord in the first place. And some of us, that's where we're at. We've been busy doing and doing for everybody else and doing and hustling, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the problem is we've not come to the Lord and we haven't got into his presence and we haven't learned to cease what we're doing. We haven't learned to stop, and here's what I want you to know, and this is the really sucky part of this message, is that if you're gonna rest, you gotta learn to be still. Says the guy who wiggles the whole time he sleeps. <clears throat> That's my wife, my feet move like this the whole time. If I'm really sleeping good, my body twitches the whole night. She's like, I know you slept good because you moved all night long. I'm like, yeah, I was out, right? I remember being a kid, every Sunday, my parents made me go to my room and take a nap. I hate naps. How many of you are nappers? It's okay. I'm not shaming you. That was last week. Um, trying to be more like you. I can't nap still to this day. The only way I will take a nap is if I didn't sleep the night before, and really most of the time I don't do that, or I'm sick. If I'm sick, if I'm taking a nap, Casey's like, are you sick? Are you sick? And I'm like, maybe. <clears throat> I hate napping. And my, I hated napping as a kid. My parents would be like, you need to go to your bed and take a nap Sunday afternoon. I'm like, well, that's lame, right? Like, I didn't do anything. Like, no, you need a nap. They knew what I needed. And really, I think they knew what they needed. They needed to break. Like, I need, you're great in small doses. Go take a nap, Right. And I, they would be like, I don't care what you, you're not gonna be in your floor, you need to be in your bed. So I would grab some cars and play in my bed and just, I'm not napping, right? I hated being still. I viewed it as a punishment, but here's what I know. Here's what you know. You can't truly rest if you don't learn to be still in the presence of God. You're striving, you're doing, you're going, and here's the problem is you're never receiving, and the Bible says this in Psalms 46, verse 10. He says, be still and know that I am God. The context of this scripture comes from King Hezekiah. It's found in 2 Kings, I think 18 and 19, chapters 18 and 19. 
and the Assyrian army has surrounded Jerusalem. They've already invaded Israel and they're getting ready to take Jerusalem and Israel is outnumbered. They are outmanned. They got no shot. It's not a matter of having better weapons or more men because they don't. And King Hezekiah cries out to the Lord and the Lord sends an angel of the Lord that night and it slays 185,000 Assyrian army. And the next morning they're like, okay, we get it, we're out, we're done, no more, no mercy and God provides. And in this context is where this Psalm, Psalms 46 verse 10 comes from, where King Hezekiah says, you gotta learn to be still and know that he is God. And some of you, you are outmanned, you're outgunned and you're overwhelmed. And the temptation is this, well, if I just work harder, I can work my way out of this. If I just try harder, then, then I can get, if I can just get smart enough, if I just ask enough people, if I can just get enough help, if I can just motivate people enough, if I can just do, 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 do. And the, the, the challenge is this, is to accept the invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and you're overwhelmed and you're surrounded and come and find rest for your soul. Come learn to, to cease and to be still and to be still and know that I am God. Even when you're out gunned, even when you're outmanned, even when you're outnumbered, understand when you got God on your side, you're still more than an overcomer. So why do we not get into his presence? Because we refuse to accept the invitation. So for all of you that are tired and you're worn out and your emotions are shot and you don't like this sermon any more than me, I want to leave you with this. It's our last point is simply this, find rest for your weary soul in the presence of an everlasting, never weary God. Find rest today for your weary soul in the presence of an everlasting, never weary God. For the most part, I don't get tired, I don't run down, I don't get bogged down even if I miss sleep. Um, I don't truly get very crumpy. Casey's like, oh, you forgot to sleep last night. I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, you're probably ready to go to bed. I'm like, that sounds good. Um, But eventually, if it happens a second night, that next day, I'm a mess, right? Like I'm like, the world is burning. Jesus is coming at any moment. I'm watching all the news. I'm telling them, like, this is happening in the world. This is happening in the world. How could God love us? All this thing. I think that we're going to win the lottery and go put it all on one ticket, right? Like, we're going to win um, because I get emotional and I become a mess. But can I tell you, your God never grows tired. He never grows weary. He never gets bogged down. He never gets done with you. And here's what Isaiah says. And, and we know this passage so well. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31, super famous passage of scripture and the, 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 what's happening is Babylon has destroyed Israel. Jerusalem is laying in ruins and their worst nightmare is a reality. What they hoped and what they prayed to not happen is happening. And before we get to verse 28, you need to read verse 27 because some of us, it resonates with us today. And it says this, oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Have you ever been there? Man, it seems like you keep praying and you keep praying and nothing gets better. And you're like, man, God doesn't see me. God doesn't care, right? It's the second part of this. Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? How could God let this happen? 
God doesn't know, God doesn't care. If he cared, he wouldn't have gotten me in this in the first place. If he cared, he could have kept this from happening and he could have done it differently and yet this is your life. And then we pick up in verse 28 and it says, have you never heard, have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. And he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. And he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not faint. And for you that are weary and you that feel like God doesn't see you and you that feels like God is ignoring you and you that feels like God has answered your prayer today, can I tell you, you can find strength and you can find encouragement and you can find hope and you can get it together for your weary soul in the presence of a never weary, never fading, never going away, everlasting God. Because that's just who he is. And no matter what you think, understands this, understand this, he sees you today. He knows you today. And so you can have hope. I love what Watchman Nee said. He said this, our rest lies in looking to the Lord, not to ourselves. Some of us, we keep looking to ourselves, but can I tell you, you got to look to the Lord. So if this is true, and when I understand the truth of this, I understand I can find rest for my tired and worn out self. I can find rest for the, when I'm maxed out and I, when I'm stressed out, because he is an everlasting, always good God. So you can rest because he is faithful even when you're not faithful, right? You can find rest for your soul because he is good even when things aren't good. He can do miracles when you need a miracle. And some of you, that's where you're at and you're worn out from the waiting for the miracle. Can I tell you, even in your waiting, God can still do the miracle that you're needing. He can comfort me when I am broken. He will encourage me when I feel defeated and discouraged. He gives me strength when I am weak. He grants me peace when I'm a wreck. And all I can do is this, I can rest knowing that he can fix what I can't. And even if he doesn't, it will be okay because he promised to never leave me nor forsake me. That means he promised to never forget about me, never to abandon me. So for you that are tired today, for you that are worn out, for you that refuse to rest, let me leave you this scripture as I close. Psalms 91, verse one through two says this, those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge my place of safety, he is my God, and I trust him. Man, when God is your place of refuge and your place of shelter, you learn to get there every time. There's a thing that ESPN does, it's called 30 for 30. I love them. Um, and they, they, they do a documentary over somebody's life in about an hour span. And I, I, I get captivated by them because I love the stories and I love hearing what's happening. And I love this thought 30 for 30. And I wanna encourage all of us today that if this Christmas I'm gonna find rest, if this Christmas I'm gonna find rest for my weary soul and not just try, try to survive Christmas, 
but thrive in it. I wanna challenge you to get into God's presence for 30 minutes a day for 30 days. That means this, 30 minutes that you're praying, that you're reading your Bible, and you're just getting still and quiet. Some of you say, well, Justin, I don't have 30 minutes. Yes, you do. Just put your phone down. You got 30 minutes, I promise. Because can I tell you, you're not gonna find strength and you're not gonna find rest looking at your phone. You're gonna find the exact opposite. Put it down and enter in. And find rest for your soul. Because here's the deal. I can't do it on my own. You can't do it on your own. And if his presence is where you find shelter and rest, why would you try? So accept the invitation, right? To you that are tired, to you that are worn out, can I tell you, man, it's been a long week for you, pastor. It's been a grind for your pastor the last two weeks. And I and you have got to learn to cease, to accept the invitation, and find strength for your weary soul in the presence of an everlasting, never tiring God. Let's pray today. Lord, we love you. I pray right now that there would be just a holy moment that happens in this place. Today, if you're here, heads bowed, eyes closed. Today, if you're here and you just say, Justin, I'm tired. Man, I'm just worn down. I'm maxed out. I'm stressed out. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm just going to ask you to look up here. Just look up here right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say, Justin, I'm tired. Yeah. All the striving, all the things. Yeah. God, you see every person. And Lord, there's those moments we're tempted to say, does God even see my troubles? Does does he even care? Because Lord, when we get tired and when we get weary and when we get worn out, Man, we buy and we lean into our emotions instead of your presence. And so, Lord, I pray today isn't about that we need to do more. Today is about we need to be more. And we need to learn to just be in your presence more. And so, Lord, I pray that right now in this moment, that it's not about keeping more laws, that it's not about keeping more regulations, it's not about trying to do all these things that we aren't capable of doing. It's just about stopping for a moment ceasing and getting in your presence because your word says in our weakness your strength is made perfect and Lord there's a lot of us here today we need you to perfect your strength in us right now so pray for that soul for that person today that's tired I pray for that husband and that wife that's tired and I pray for that mom and that dad that's stressed out and at the end of their rope. For that student that's trying and trying and trying and they feel pressure and they've got expectations. For that single person, Lord, you see every situation and why we're tired and I pray, 
this Christmas we would find rest in your presence. That we would come to the source of life and we would draw strength straight from our Savior. And that there would be a beautiful exchange that happens this week as we continually get in your presence. That we would exchange our burden and our yoke for yours. Because that's your promise and that's your invitation. That we would take on your yoke and we, we would give you ours. We would take your burdens and we would give you ours. Your word says, cast all your cares upon the Lord because you care for us. And I pray that would be this moment right now. God, move, work, and let us find rest for our souls in the presence of an almighty God. It's in Jesus' wonderful name. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.